Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Alia Graphic Podcast. I am Gabby, and with me today is Marissa. Hello. Um, <laughs> uh, as we are a national group, uh, we would like uh, to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of this land and pay respects to elders past and present um, of all First Nations people across the land and thank them for their rich storytelling traditions. Uh-huh. So welcome to uh, February. Uh, and Marissa, what have you been and reading lately? also kind of almost March. Almost March, yeah. <laughs> Two months down already. Crazy. Don't know where the time has gone. We'll find it eventually. Yeah. Been reading anything fun lately? Yes. Um, so there's this uh, graphic novel that was a anthology of comic books that I just happened to find at one of the local library branches and it's called the great British bump off. And very fun. It's like this crazy combination of baking show and murder mystery. And, you know, there's snarky commentary going on, quirky characters, etc. And it was just a really good read. Um, it looks like it was a standalone. So this anthology thing collected all of the individual volumes for the whole series because it looks like it did end at a good ending. So I don't think there will be another volume of it, but it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It sounds like fun. And yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then there's all of the webtoon things that have been uh draining my phone battery as i read entirely too much stuff (laughs) lore olympus is back after a hiatus there's some other series that have come back for a new season like exception uh there's some that have just been quietly going along and honestly should have more people reading them than they do julianne is one of my favorites It has two main characters, sort of, and the title uh, character, Julianne, is a hydrophon, which is a human-snake hybrid, I guess you could say. Kind of like what other people might call a gorgon. Yeah. And... He was able to pass as human until he was like a teenager. And then I am not entirely certain what happened. Well, I don't remember exactly what happened. It says in the story, but he ended up killing his best friend's abusive father in Hmm. self-defense and ended up getting arrested and jailed by people that were pretty much racist against Hydrofin. And this is like 10 years later or something like that, when his best friend has finished enough law school training to be able to defend him and get him out. Hmm. And this is him and his best friend getting over some of their traumas and Julianne getting to learn how to be a hydrophon because his family hadn't taught him when he was younger. Yeah. So he is now living with 
to um, adult female hydrophen that are acting as kind of surrogate parents and counselors to help him adjust. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just, it's really cool storytelling world building. Yeah. And I am just so happy that the character is finally getting to decompress and recover. There were, there were some very frustrating moments earlier in the series where I wanted to like bash the bad guy characters with foam noodles or something. <laughs> but now it's getting to some happier things going on. Wow. That sounds like and quite an interesting. Entirely like... too many other series. Uh, one of which is Morgana and Oz, which will tie into other things later. Okay. <laughs> now that I've rambled on entirely too much, how about you, Gabby? What have you been reading? Um, well, I have been on a, well, I'm always on like a middle grade <laughs> little run of um, titles that I read. But the one I was really excited for that uh, came uh, into our library was Barb and the Shadow Army. So this is book three of Barb, um, the Barbarian series. So, yeah, she's sort of had her struggles in the first two. She's sort of found some power, but she's lost it again. And this is sort of the the big battle with Witchhead, who is uh, sort of the main villain of the first three um, books. And I was very sad when it finished because I was like, oh, no, it's over. Because um, it's, it's just so fun. And it's funny. And she has a best friend who's a Yeti called Porkchop. And it's I think I've spoken about this before on one of the podcasts, but it's just, it's such a fun series. Um, but, uh, and it will of, be continuing. This wasn't the final volume. Yes. There's going to be a new, okay, good. Get a new bad guy. Um, so yes, I was very excited when I sort of t- turned the last page and I was like, yes, yay. Um, so very fun. And I have just started, uh, Seance Tea Party by Ramena Yee. Um, that sounds so. fun. Yes, I'm only a, a chapter in, but it sort of follows uh, a girl named uh, Lorna, I believe, and she sort of losing her friends a little bit because they're sort of growing up, um, and she's yeah. you know still likes her sort of uh, what would be perceived as young things, like she's not into like the boys and the makeup and and all of that. Um, yeah. So she hosts a séance tea party one night and. Um, a ghost appears and then they become best friends. So that's where I'm Aww. up to at the minute. So, um, nice. Yeah, I'm excited and to see. It looks see. like it's the the fun art style, like all of Nina's other things. Yeah, it is. It's just it's so colorful. It's so lovely. Um, yeah, nice. it's such a. I love her work. So yeah, very excited to see how that story pans out. Cool. Um, so, yeah, now we'll move on to the news of the month. What caught my eye in our roundup was the State Library of Victoria has run a series um, of writing book camps. Uh, so they're set over four weeks, and one of the sessions is with uh, Ariel slavent uh who is the creator of Witchy. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes, so they are online. But I just double-checked before we started recording, and it's – all sold out. No. Oh. All right, State um, Library, you need another. You need to set up another boot camp. Get some camp. more boots. Get some more camping. More camps. 
I was like, oh, that's so fun. How exciting um, yeah. that they're running. It's like it's over four weeks. Uh, they learn how to, you know, manipulate time and space in their stories through the choice of like image, panel and page, you know, flow and composition. And, awesome. yeah, it's, it's for uh, teens. Um, okay. Yes, but sadly it is sold out. Well, not, not sadly. It's sadly for people that hear this and go, oh, that'll be fun. Um but no, unfortunately, it's it's all sold out. But you might be able to join a wait list, maybe. Um, and maybe this level of interest means they will look into setting up another session good. later. Yeah, more sort of comic based uh, writing yeah. boot camp. So that'd be fun to see. Uh, so State Library Victoria, get on it. Um, <laughs> and the uh, second lot of news that caught my eye was the ALA. Um, graphic novel and comics roundup uh, for 2023 was announced so their adult reading list um, so it includes sort of their top 10 which was uh, obviously the, the best of the bunch and their long list uh, and it was okay. selected by a panel of librarians so nice. if you're looking to add some more adult titles to your collection or if you're looking for something new to read yourself, uh, definitely check that out because there is a lot of titles um, on there. Nice. Hmm. And then we're also working on our long list and short list <laughs> of Australian published graphic goodness. Yes. So keep an eye out for, for March. It's big, big month, March. Yep. Very big month. So not big March, but big markets. Hey. Guardian has published an article talking about the comic and graphic novel and manga situation in France. Oh. So I kind of already knew that it was a thing there. They've got their own style of comic book, the Bande Dessinée. Hmm. And I remember when I visited France for a summer study program in like 2008 something like that they actually had um a number of manga from japan that had been translated into french and some of those still don't have english translations wow so yeah there's there's a lot of interest in all forms of comics and graphic novels. And apparently one in four books sold in France is some form of comic book, graphic novel, or manga. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Go France, go. So Yeah, go France, go. Yep. And then um, hopping around to uh, Greece, at least in theory, We've got Lore Olympus. Okay, so Mount Olympus isn't technically in Greece or Italy or anything in this comic series. But anyway, it is a phenomenon. Rachel Smythe has just made the magic happen and it's caught on. Went from a webtoon to published volumes and... Apparently, Random House likes it so much that they're building an entire imprint printing house around it in the hopes that they can find some other things 
that are kind of the same but different in terms of like similar amounts of memorable and magical and taking the world by storm i suppose um it's really it's really been an unstoppable force hasn't it yeah and i mean in this article on popverse it's talking about how lore olympus takes up eight slots out of the top 20 best selling graphic novels of the year not sure what they mean by author graphic novels but uh not that the series has that many volumes it's just because the paperback and hardback versions are both in the top 20 that's just oh my goodness yeah that's um for those that haven't heard of this behemoth of a series (laughs) from either of us not that we're fangirls (laughs) no We've never yep. we've never spoken about them before. <laughs> nope, nope, and nope. <laughs> neither of us are preparing ourselves mentally for the fact that the series oh. is ending this year. No, no, let's not let's not talk about that. Let's let's nope. dwell on the let's focus on the positive. <laughs> let's go onwards and talk about other things. <laughs> so, uh, Random House has set its up set itself up with the. Inklore imprint, which is hoping to find other interesting original series with the mythology aspect, which is really cool. And it reminds me a little bit of how Rick Riordan uh, came up with his Rick Riordan Presents imprint within the Disney publishing somewhere or other. so that he can help uh, authors from other cultural backgrounds than his own to bring their worlds to life. Yeah. So some of my favorite uh, junior slash YA books have come from this imprint, like Yoon Ha Lee's Dragon Pearl, with mm. its Korean folklore but a space opera. Yeah. And various other things. And it's just so nice when someone that has a great big voice and lots of popularity helps to lift up people from other cultures so that their voices can be heard and mm-hmm. their works can be shared. Yeah, some of the the best fantasy novels that I've read have come from people of different cultural backgrounds, writing about their mythology um, and bringing them to life. Yeah. There's one, quickly, it's a, it's a novel, um, but yes, no, it's called Black Sun. It's like pre-Columbian fantasy. Oh, it's fantastic. It's probably one of the best Ooh. fantasy series I've ever read. Um, nice. And the, the third one comes out this year and I, and I can't, I, I just, you know, it, it's ending and it's also something that I, I can't wait. I also can't speak about because it's too much. Um but yes, yeah. no, I think having, you know, Rick has done that for the junior YA and it would be really lovely for, you know, this new imprint uh, to sort of bring more voices yep. to the mythology scene. Yep. And mythology graphic novels. Novels. Yes. Yeah. We want more. Yep. Exactly. There's some webtoons that I read that have <laughs> mythology involved in them. 
some of which are from Greek or Roman or Norse pantheons, but mm. some of which from very different backgrounds. We need more. Always we need more. more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these are these are good news about that, but we've also had some uh <clears throat> scandal Oops. lately in the YA front on authors from black indigenous people of color backgrounds, some of which were writing stories that involved mythology. <laughs> After uh one debut author whose work was supposed to come out sometime this year had a breakdown of sorts and didn't think that their work would do well enough despite plenty of other advertising going on and decided to review bombed other debut young adult authors on Goodreads and it has been a whole thing for several months now. Mm. And I am very hopeful that those other debut authors that had been review bombed get the chance for their works to come out and shine because their descriptions sound so interesting. So fingers crossed all of those that were affected negatively are able to rise above that scandal. Yeah. And get things out and going and have them be read and enjoyed. Anyway, speaking of things that are coming out, our uh, new titles, new releases coming out in February and March. Ish. (laughs) Ish. (laughs) Ish. Usually it's just February and March, but I came across something uh, earlier today that I just had to had to blab about because i'm so excited for it yeah and that, and that's fine it's still a new it's it's a new title it's coming in the future yeah 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 and it's you know so uh morgana and oz is one of the webtoons that i mentioned that i've been reading that i really like and webtoon the platform i guess has their own in-house publisher and hmm. Besides coming out with print versions of series, they have also decided to branch out a little bit, and they are releasing coloring books and how-to-draw books for Morgana and Oz, the series, which is um, the two main characters, Morgana and Oz. Morgana is from a witchcraft family. And she's a little bit of the black sheep within her family because she has difficulty controlling her magical powers. Uh And apparently there has been this feud that is ongoing between the witchcraft families and the vampire families. And Oz is from a vampire family. And... I don't remember exactly how they came across each other, but Morgana ends up accidentally turning Oz into a kitten. And he ends up becoming this adorable white cat with red eyes. And he is stuck in cat form for a while as Morgana (laughs) tries to figure out how to turn him back. And various other things have happened showing the 
connections between their families have been going on for a while. But yeah, it's cool that they're coming out with the coloring book and the how to draw for that series, as well as one of my other favorites, Boyfriends, which has a very unique art style, color scheme, storyline, etc. They're also doing how to draw and coloring books for that series coming out in April. So excited. And oh, by the way, Boyfriends, Volume 2 comes out at the end of April. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hooray. Very exciting. Yes. Yes. But in terms of things that are actually coming out in <laughs> February, um, there's one called Bunt by Ngozi Ukazu and Mad Rupert. Mm-hmm. That is about a young woman that is going into art school, but discovers that her full ride scholarship has somehow vanished. Oh. Um and instead of going into lots of detail about that and trying to go through the bureaucracy, she discovers a uh loophole where if she can get nine other art students together into a softball team and win a single game of softball, they'll oh. receive an athletic scholarship. Oh. To replace their full ride art scholarships that they were supposed to have received. Cool. So that's that's very interesting. Yeah. And another one that is has recently come out is one called King Cheer, which is a graphic novel, high school age modern retelling of King Lear. Lear. Where it's uh, Leah, the cheer captain, is the Lear equivalent. So that's very interesting. And it looks like it's part of a series, Arden High, with other um, contemporary retellings of Shakespeare-ish things like Twelfth Night. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. What about you? Are there any that caught your eye? Uh, there is one that I am looking forward to reading when it comes into my library, and it is part of the Wombats series by Maddie Frost. Ooh, and this okay. is book book two called uh, Wombats Go to Wizard Wharf. Oh, my uh, goodness. That sounds amazing. So Pickles and Albert, they are two wombats. Uh, in the first one, they went camping, and I believe Pickles wasn't too keen on the camping. But yes, um, so so this time uh, Pickles decides to make good on an IOU uh, that Albert forgot about, um, and his request is to uh, no, his request is that they take a trip to Wizard's Wharf. Um, so it's an amusement park. Oh. Albert doesn't really love it, um, but Pickles is trying to you know show him the rides and show him the food and sort of make him excited for it. Um, but they bump into their friend and neighbor Platters, who is, yes, a platypus, uh, who's working as a ride mechanic at a time, at the time. And he offers to take them on a top secret ride that is still under construction. Uh, so you can imagine the chaos that ensues. Oh, yeah. From there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so wombats, I've only got one on my list, th- list this month. 
Um, but I, but I mean, yeah. it's pretty epic looking. So it's 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 a very cute um, style of graphic novel. If uh, you have read the Narwhal and Jelly, yeah, Narwhal and Jelly series by uh, Ben Clanton, it's sort of similar. Uh, okay, cool. similar. So yeah, very fun. Um, so that brings us to the end of our Roundup okay. podcast. So uh, be sure to check out um, our new website, uh, which we are still working on and adding things to. Um, but in there you can find the complete blog list with um, all the news, the our collection lists, uh, some podcasts that we have highlighted, and all of the new release titles, which there are a lot. It's, it was a big publishing month for graphic novels um so have a look at that as we mentioned before march uh, we'll be making some big announcements with our notable australian graphic novels so keep an eye out for that and yeah be sure to keep picking up comics and, and happy reading yes happy reading okay.